What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Play Tessie. It is just Gordo here for a quick short one to put a bow on the winter meetings. Team executives and media filed out the doors at the end of the day today. It is now late. It is past midnight on Eastern Time. It's 1130 here, still out in Nashville. Uh, just a quick couple of notes to start. Rule 5 draft was today, and the Red Sox lost a bunch of players. Uh, just most notably, Shane Drohan. Uh, out to the White Sox and Ryan Fernandez to the Cardinals, both with uh, top six picks in that draft. Uh, Sox took one guy in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 and then after afterwards made a trade with the Mets for one of the players that they selected in the Rule 5 before their pick. So the Mets picked Justin Stalen earlier in the Rule 5 draft before the Red Sox pick came around. And so after the draft, the Red Sox traded their 2023 10th round pick, Ryan Ammons, and cash to the Mets for him. So he's still under all those same Rule 5 restrictions. He's going to have to be on the roster, on the opening day roster, or else he's going to get returned. And uh, I tend to think he's got a good chance of sticking around and making it because I don't think the Red Sox are going to use a 40-man spot on this guy all offseason uh, in a time where their 40-man roster is going to be crunched when they're signing free agents and making trades. Not to mention they also gave a player and a pick for the guy. So, yeah, I'd get to know Justin Stalen because he's probably going to be here on opening day and potentially beyond. Um, other updates, Eduardo Rodriguez signed with the Diamondbacks. John Heyman had suggested that maybe the Red Sox were one of the teams in on him at the end, but didn't really hear that elsewhere besides him. So I don't think anyone really had their hopes that high. I don't know how badly Red Sox fans wanted him back or didn't want him back. I know I've seen mixed reactions there. Uh, and then the other news of the day, Devers posted a picture on Instagram of him and Martin Maldonado with the eye emojis, yada, yada, yada. Um, but the big news of the day, Juan Soto, it is now official. He is a New York Yankee. I, The guy who I consider to be the best hitter in baseball is now a New York Yankee likely to be batting back-to-back -back with the guy I consider to be the second-best hitter in baseball. So this is a team who finished in – or didn't finish in – they missed the playoffs, were basically a 500 team, heard the fans, decided it wasn't good enough, and made a move to fix it. We will see how it results. We'll see what the product looks like on the field. We'll see if they do anything else. Like, they're still in on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. They have a meeting scheduled with him for Monday out in New York. Yamamoto is going to be taking meetings all next week, and the only confirmed meetings we have so far are the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, we know there's plenty of other teams in on him, and we heard from John Morosi that the Red Sox were going to make him a priority at the winter meetings. Uh, but the Athletic today, Will Stammen, came out with an article, uh, and he listed out like five teams or so that were seen as the front runners for Yamamoto and the Red Sox weren't listed there, but he said there were two mystery teams. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that the Sox are one of those mystery teams. Cause that's kind of just what I have to do because hey, if they are not in the finalists for Yamamoto, I really don't know what they're doing, but back to the Soto trade. He goes for a package of pro. It, it just kind of seems a little bit like, the Mookie Betts trade in a way where it's like you've got one of the premier players in baseball going for a package of prospects where it's not like you you don't have a true headliner in this package. I know King pitched pretty well at the end of last year out of the rotation, and there's a lot of people who really like Thorpe 
but I mean, this is not like a super like this is not as if the Yankees traded Jason Dominguez or Anthony Volpe here. Like this is a reasonable package. And the reason that they were able to do that is because the market was limited for a couple of reasons. First off, this is a one year rental and it is very well documented that he is not signing an, an extension before or during the season. He's going to be a free agent. So only teams who believe they could truly be like World Series contenders this season were going to be involved. But secondly, and honestly, maybe more importantly, because I think a lot of teams, in fact, almost every team in baseball thinks they have a shot this year. The bigger issue was that he's going to make more than $30 million this year in arbitration. So only teams who have room in their budget to add a $30 million player, along with whatever other additions they need, were going to be involved. A.J. Preller said that 10 teams were involved and there were three finalists, but the Yankees clearly were incredibly motivated to get this done. And they sure as hell did, and they got a great price on the guy who I consider to be the best hitter in baseball. Uh, obviously, the hope here is that, like as a, from a Red Sox perspective, your hope would be that Soto is there for a year and then bolts. But just... I know he's not going to sign an extension, and I know the Yankees know that, but I don't think if you're the Yankees that you step it up and make the best offer for Juan Soto unless you think that you are going to re-sign him next offseason. So he's going to hear his offers. like He's going to talk to teams next year. And like I know the Mets are going to be in there, and Steve Cohen's going to you know, blow him away, hopefully. But... Yeah, the Yankees are sh sure as hell have every intention of re-signing him when he's a free agent. Uh, as a Red Sox fan, you have to hope they're involved. Like, I know John Henry in particular has made it clear that he is more comfortable paying young players. But we have not seen evidence that he's going to be willing to shell out a half a billion dollars for Juan Soto. And I think if he were willing to do that, maybe the Red Sox would have been a little bit more involved here and uh, maybe trying to get Juan Soto to Boston a year early to sell him on the city, uh, maybe give him a good experience. You know, he's a close friend of David Ortiz, and David Ortiz said he tried to get the front office to consider Soto, but we never heard anything of the sort. So, you know, the evidence we've seen right now doesn't seem to suggest that the Red Sox are going to make a big run, but that can change. A lot can change in a year. We'll just have to see what happens. But, you know, as for the rest of this offseason, I'm not panicking or anything like that because not much has happened around the league. But the Yankees just got Juan Soto, and the Red Sox didn't move a muscle to stop it from happening. And, you know, you would have to feel like back in, you know, I'm just turning, I just turned 27, and back when I was a kid, like it would have felt like if, if this were happening, the Red Sox would have stepped up to try to stop it from happening. And if they didn't, they would have something to match it. Uh, back in the day, or not even back in the day, this is like 2018, they, the, the Yankees traded for Giancarlo Stanton, a guy who back then I thought was the guy that the Red Sox should have been all over. And, you know, I would have been wrong, but that's what I thought at the time. And when they got Stanton, it was really disheartening as a Red Sox fan. But a couple months later, they, they go out and sign J.D. Martinez, and Martinez was even better than Stanton over the duration of his Red Sox career. He was awesome. So, you know, I, I know Red Sox fans want to panic, but the fact of the matter is not much around the league has happened yet. There are tons of free agents out there. There are tons of starting pitchers on the trade market. 
Lots of dominoes have yet to fall. And the Red Sox have been tight-lipped, and we really don't know what's going on. But it they need to do something. Like, there needs to be some sort of move to fire back and just show that you're not just going to let the Yankees walk all over you. That can't happen. The Yankees had one not even terrible season. Like, they weren't even a last-place team. They were basically a 500 team. They missed the playoffs, and they did that for one year, and they said, uh-uh, not again. The Red Sox have – they finished in last in 2020. They were good in 2021, and then they finished last in 22 and 23. And they have not punched back at any point. And with all of the all of the thinking going into this offseason amongst media and fans and reports that the Red Sox are ready to do something big, well, we need to see it. And we need to see it soon because – as a Red Sox fan, it's tough to see your team trade a player to the Yankees to to help them get better next year and then see them trade for inarguably one of the best hitters in the sport. And I think he's the best hitter in the sport. So if you're the Red Sox, you need to find a way to punch back. We will be patiently waiting for that punch, hoping that it comes. But until then, this has been Gordo on a, on a quick one on Play Tessie. Quick short just to put a bow on the winter meetings. Uh, we'll have another episode, a full episode for you guys soon. Uh, but till then, this is Gordo signing off.